0: Welcome to the Nonprofit Answers Podcast, where you find answers to your marketing and fundraising questions. You will learn how to raise more money to help more people. And now your host, Jeremy Rice. For many organizations, 2018 was a roller coaster of a year for fundraising. We had economic expansion. We had total giving going up while giving the number of people that gave went down. We had politics that really impacted giving more than we suspected. We had an election season, normally a time uh, you know, in the a non-presidential year where it doesn't impact giving that much, really I think believe that it impacted giving a lot this year. We had uncertainty, we had tax changes that for the sophisticated donor really made them pause and consider what to give at the end of the year. For many of my peers that I've spoken to, it was a soft end of the year fundraising. And so what do we look forward to in 2019? Well, I've got 19 predictions for fundraising in 2019 for um, our sector of what's going to happen. And I'm going to go through those with you today. First, relationships matter more than ever. It's so important in your fundraising to focus on the relationships with the donors. You cannot acquire your way out of a donor attrition problem meaning you cannot spend so much money on acquisition to make up for the number of donors that are leaving out the back door. There just isn't enough in the space, and acquisition is becoming more and more difficult and costly. There isn't enough, uh, enough donors in the space to um, have donors continually leave the organization. So you really need to focus on relationships, building relationships with your donor, and how do you use technology to build more relationships. To do this, number two, my second prediction is that we're going to focus more on donor journeys as organizations. We're going to focus on how do we move a donor through a life cycle of introducing them to our organization, uh, understanding who our brand is, educating them, entertaining them, uh, bringing them into the fold as someone who's interested in supporting us, and then finally receiving that donation. And then after that donation, how do we uh, move that donor through a journey of really buying into what we're doing? Uh, buying into the cause and supporting us because they support that cause. These donor journeys are gonna include uh, number three, we're gonna find ways to engage volunteers. For organizations that have international work like Food for the Hungry, volunteer opportunities are much slimmer than organizations that do domestic work. And so we're thinking of different ways to involve volunteers in our process because volunteers are some of your strongest supporters. And so organizations are gonna look for how do we engage volunteers in new ways, in virtual ways, in ways that we haven't thought of in the past to build a new supporter base among the people that want to volunteer with the organization, not just donate. Next, number four, we're gonna improve our donation experience across the industry. I make a lot of test donations throughout the year to see what other organizations are doing. And to be honest, a lot of our digital donation experiences just aren't very good. And so as an industry, I believe in 2019, we're going to wake up to the fact that digital donation process is not as slick is not as appealing and is not as easy as our counterparts in the e-commerce sector and many of us are going to move to improve that donation experience make it easier for people to donate make it a a more uh, joy-filled experience so they walk away feeling joy from their donation experience number five people are going to become more cause focused and less organization loyal so as organizations we're going to have to adapt to that and find ways to uh, really build up Um, our expertise and show our expertise within the cause that the person is supporting and not just promote our organizations. As people move towards uh, more um, interest in giving to causes like clean water instead of focusing on specific organizations, then it's gonna become more and more difficult uh, with the wide variety of nonprofits there are out there to get people to become more loyal to your organization and give over long periods of time. So we're going to have to find unique and interesting ways to feature the cause and not just feature our organization. Number six, this this isn't probably going on on a limb, but I'm going to say it because it is a off-election year. Politics will interrupt our economy and our giving. Uh, we're going to see um, just, I think, increasing with uh, the Democrats in control of uh, the House and the Republicans in control of the Senate and the Republicans in control of the presidency uh, we're going to see continued fighting um, in Congress that's going to interrupt our economy It's going to interrupt giving it's going to move giving money um, out of uh, traditional um, cause based um, where we're uh, benefiting people um, and then more into causes that are benefiting political causes. Uh, and So we want to, um, as organizations, if you're not in the political space, um, you want to find ways to um, help entertain, educate, and inform your donors about your cause and how you're helping uh, people with real problems uh, to move money um, back into that sector versus going into the political cause sector. Number seven, uh, less people are going to give this year but giving will actually increase, that's my prediction. Uh, Total giving will increase, but it'll be from fewer donors. Uh, This has been a trend over a number of years. Uh, And I believe it's going to continue. I do not believe that we're going to see a great expansion uh, in the number of people who give, um, but we're going to see uh, an expansion in total giving. Part of this is due to um, economic increase. Part of this is due to just people that have a tradition of giving, um, have grown in their economic footprint, are nearing retirement, and are looking uh, for places to give to no one uh, was really sure of how the tax law changes would impact year-end giving Uh, we you know we won't know for um, several uh, weeks to months as to what um, we believe happened uh, with the tax law changes but i believe that sophisticated donors who are in a higher income um, segment of the economy uh, are going to really look at ways to take advantage of the tax law changes to benefit their positions, this may uh, result in people giving every other year. This may result in people using other uh, sophisticated giving methods in order to benefit uh, from the tax law changes. Um, you know, I do believe fundamentally that most people don't give just for the tax deduction, but they give because they care about a cause. And so, I think many organizations uh, will see a slight dip, but I don't think this is going to impact overall giving. Uh, tremendously moving forward. However, I do believe number nine that donor advised funds are going to become um, increasingly popular, that there is a, a ton of money in uh, DAFs right now that has not been distributed out to charities. Uh, I believe that's going to that trend is going to continue unless Congress acts and puts a cap on uh, the amount or number of years you can retain money in a DAF. Uh, I think people are going to. Uh, that use DFs are, are more sophisticated donors. They believe that uh, they can uh, increase the uh, money uh, through investments in their DS, and so why give to a charity uh, to spend when they can uh, give more money later after they've made uh, more money. So I think it's uh, um, I think it's just two things there. One is that uh, there's that belief that they can grow that money and so that they, they want to benefit um, a more number of charities and benefit the charities they support in a greater amount. Uh, and the second thing is I think once people give to a DF, it's almost just give it and forget about it, uh, that there is money sitting out there that uh, they may go to a couple of times a year and, and think about distributions and if there's no one that's um, in front of them at that point, they may not give at that point. And so the money uh, just continues to sit there and grow. Number 10, organizations are going to grow in in both sophistication um, and in adopting more planned giving methodologies so of going after people um, to uh, become part of their estate planning. Uh, I, this is an area that I, I think that a lot of organizations are weak in, uh, that we don't have a focus on, that we might have A portion of a person, if at all, uh, focused on plan giving. However, it's an area that we're going to see trillions of dollars in the coming decades uh, be given away, uh, that uh, the organizations that embrace and find new ways uh, to um, reach donors in in ways for plan giving are going to benefit from that money. Organizations number 11 are going to uh, embrace content marketing. Uh, this trend has started um, a bit over the last couple of years, but I think it's really in its infancy in the nonprofit sector. Uh, I think that uh, a lot of the uh, what Many non-profits believe is good content marketing is is not yet there as good content marketing, and so I think this year uh, we're going to see an expansion and and see organizations that do embrace content marketing um, start to really win in digital and bring in uh, new donors and and bring their existing uh, donor base uh, online um, in ways that we haven't seen before. Um, So if you're a a small to mid-sized organization and you want to become a large organization, I think that content marketing is uh, one of the ways that you can do that to really uh, excel in the digital space in ways that you may not have in the past. Number 12, organizations are going to uh, continue and increasingly adopt uh, marketing automation and donor automation uh, and really um, find ways uh, with the limited resources they have uh, to reach uh, the most people they can online and to um, use uh, techniques and use methods that have been um, for many years in development in the for-profit space and um, and use some of these platforms that allow them to automate marketing um, and uh, achieve things that they've never been able to do in the past. And with that, number 13, we're going to see uh, many organizations uh, adopt Um, sophisticated uh, donor personalization uh, and reach their donors for causes and for specific campaigns that speak to the heart of what the donor um, is interested in giving to. Um, Many of the um, really uh, great marketing automation and uh, donor management systems, the ones that have uh, um, integrated um, tools, uh, they have this uh, donor personalization built in. And so uh, as organizations understand that uh, and assign people to go uh, research and implement that, uh, we're going to see, um, increasingly uh, donor personalization help, um, engage volunteers, help um, focus uh, donors on those donor journeys and help the build those relationships with donors so that they believe the organization really cares because you know exactly what they want to give to this next year. Number 14, uh, you know, peer-to-peer has been um, exploding over the last couple of years, and I think you're going to see um, an increasing use of peer-to-peer um, fundraising, of, of people uh, lobbying their friends to join them in fundraising campaigns, and you're going to see uh, that uh, continued increase in the social media space. I think uh, platforms like Instagram are going to become um, huge for nonprofits over the next year, uh, and that you're going to see um, – you know, tools uh, from other um, social networks and other media companies that will allow nonprofits to uh, raise more money through peer-to-peer uh, and take advantage of them. With that, number 15, I think there's going to be a, a expansion in the amount and number of donations coming through third-party fundraising middlemen like Facebook. Uh, and as an organization, we have to adapt to Uh, Knowing that we're going to raise a portion of our income and not have the donor information from that, that it's going to come from places like Facebook where uh, the donor can opt in or opt out of you receiving their contact information. And so we're going to need to um, come up with new ways to reach those people. I do believe this year that Facebook will start allowing you to target people uh, through advertising that have given through Facebook fundraising campaigns to your organization, uh, and possibly even allow you to communicate to people through the Facebook uh, platform that have given uh, without paying um, through more of like a messenger type um, communication. Uh, this is going to be uh, important um, for nonprofit from a nonprofit perspective to be able to reach those donors uh, that many of them we cannot reach right now. Number 16, we're going to see a lot of innovations in the fundraising space over the next year. Uh, we're going to see um, new um, methods of fundraising that we haven't seen before. Uh, we're going to see you know, at least one or two campaigns that have just uh, will blow the, the top off of uh, expected fundraising. Um, and, and many organizations will try to mimic um, what those organizations do to pull off those innovations. Number 17, I believe in direct mail still. I believe that direct mail still has a future. I do not believe that direct mail is dead. I do believe that uh, acquiring donors through direct mail can be profitable. It's very profitable for Food for the Hungry to acquire uh, donors through direct mail acquisition. And I believe that this year that organizations that uh, do um, spend money in direct mail acquisition are spending money. um, Many organizations, I, I think, have quit or have reduced their direct mail acquisition budgets, and so those that do uh, spend money on direct mail acquisition will find it profitable over the next 12 months. Along with that, I also see an expansion uh, in number 18 in recurring giving. I think many organizations uh, have seen the value of recurring giving. They haven't, um, as to say, cracked the nut on how to uh, raise recurring giving uh, with their donors, but I think uh, many organizations are going to invest and and focus some energy and time on uh motivating donors to uh, become recurring if it's monthly or otherwise givers so that they can uh, get this uh year-long base of income uh, generated without um focusing so much on uh, the last quarter of the year when most uh, nonprofit fundraising comes in and finally number 19 um this is uh Ending on kind of a, a lower note, I do believe that there will be a major data breach uh, in the nonprofit sector by a large nonprofit. Um, just there's been so many in the uh, for profit corporation space of, of huge data breaches that uh, I think that nonprofits, um, for the most part, have lagged behind their for profit counterparts in security, and that there will be um, a data security breach at some point in 2019 with a large. Nonprofit that uh, will force all the other nonprofit organizations to rethink how they're doing data security and uh, make sure that they're uh, protecting donor information as much as possible. Thanks for joining me on this uh, special episode with my 19 predictions for what's going to happen in 2019. Uh, I hope uh, many of the positive ones will happen for your organization. Um, I appreciate uh, you as my. A nonprofit Answers audience that uh, that joining me in 2018 as we launch this new podcast and looking forward to many more episodes to come. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Nonprofit Answers podcast. Please take a moment to rate and review this podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcasting service. Your rating and review will help other nonprofit professionals find this podcast to get their nonprofit questions answered. Thanks again.